Welcome to another edition of the In-Depth Artist Spotlight here on Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. Today, our show features an accomplished Boston producer MC duo known for their hip-hop contributions since the late 90s, making a name for themselves in the underground hip-hop scene and staying true to the boom-bap sound of hip-hop's golden era. The group has went on to release a number of successful albums over more than a decade and have become prominent members of acclaimed underground groups such as the Army of Pharaohs and the Demigods. A few years ago, they teamed up with Wu-Tang member Inspector Deck to form the superhero-inspired group Zarface. With the success of the trio's first project, they are now back for an entertaining part two. So Out the Box listeners, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you two-thirds of the set group we know by the name Zarface. Officially on the line right now, I got my homies, better known as DJ7L and MC yep. Esoteric. Welcome to Out the Box, y'all. Yo, yeah, what up, what up? What's good, what's good? Y'all, y'all, y'all live from uh, Beantown? Yes, yes sir. That's right, that's right. So, you know, with my little intro right there, you know, I, I had to speak about the the Zarface album and hint people on the, the new project that uh, I'm sure a lot of people are anticipating and entitled Every Hero Needs a Villain, right? That's the album yes, title. All right. Yes, yes, so, you know, fill us in, man. You know, give, a, give us a little history on how the whole concept for Zarface came about and how y'all came to meet and collaborate with Inspector Deck. All right. Well, um, we've known Deck since, I guess, the late 90s. We did our first record with Deck um, in 98 or 99 called Speaking Real Words. His, uh, our manager actually worked at Loud um, when Deck was at Loud, and uh, he connected us. So we kind of remained in touch for, you know, over a decade. And whether it be, you know, just little features here or there or production or whatever, man, we always stayed in touch. And then 7L had an idea of doing an album with me and Deck rhyming and 7L producing everything and just putting it out low-key on a white label with no promotion and just making it some odd record. And um, once we made a few tracks, man, we wanted to make it a little bit bigger. And then uh, we came up with the idea of, of Zarface and having it, you know, kind of be this figurehead for us and then it kind of took on a life of its own once we started formulating the whole album the first album and and and, and throwing in the set the sound bites and samples and everything that kind of made it what it was and, mm. and you know the artwork and stuff so who whose idea was it to like come up with the actual the the comic story or the the comic character uh i think you know we all kind of were focused on something that unified the three of us, man, something, some kind of an umbrella, you know what I mean? I think, uh, I kind of, I was on a real, when we were, when we were going through it, coming, trying to come up with a, a group name and stuff like that. I was on a real Jack Kirby Marvel comics kick. And, and, um, uh, you know, I was speaking to the artist that we wanted to do the art. And I told him I wanted a character created kind of in the mold of, Mm-hmm. Ultron or, or Doctor Doom or something, somebody like mm-hmm. really something out of sixties, early seventies Marvel comics, something that Jack Kirby might have created. And um 
we came up with uh with Zarface and, mm. and he kinda you know, he's the guy that, that you look to right. when you know, and that's the three of us, you know what I mean, behind him. Mm. Were were there any projects, um, like hip hop projects prior to this Zarface project that inspired this whole theme of placing a comic book character into hip hop? Um I don't know, you know, uh, people have asked me that question before, mm-hmm. asked us that question. The, the first 12-inch that we put out in 96, we had, it was me, 7L, and uh, another MC named Karma, and we went by the name God Complex. And uh, the first record was called that we did was called Secret Wars, and it was all right, right. it was all comic book related. So, I mean, that's kind of like, I think we kind of came into the game with that kind of mindset, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? bouncing around for so many years, you know what I mean? It, it comes and goes, and you hop in, in and out of different chambers or whatever, but like that's kind of always been um, something that, that we've touched on since the beginning, you know, even with the right. um, Be Alert Transformers, like our, one of our you know biggest singles in 97 when we first kind of kind of hit the scene, um, kind of something we've always been associated with, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I got to say... Um... In listening to the first Zarface album, I didn't really hear Zarface actually speaking in character form directly through you guys. So exactly how does this Zarface character exist or is represented in your music? It's uh, The character is honestly, it's not really, there's no real personality to it. It's just kind of, you know an extension of our interests, like Esoteric said, like we like, we grew up with comic books, we grew up with hip hop music. So I think just having a different, you know, expressing ourselves in that way, as far as like artistically with the cover, that's mm-hmm. kind of more of, of, of what that is. There's no real, like Zarface is not necessarily like a, uh, you know. Right. He doesn't have his own persona. Like his persona is our persona. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right, that's right. That's kind of what it is. And you're looking at a... Our interests from, you know, everything from pop culture to, you know, you name it. You know, mm. I, mean, I think over the years, since the first record, people have wanted to, uh, you know, kind of pin down his personality and mm. stuff like that and or, you know, do like mock interviews. But, you know, it just, we like keeping it vague because it kind of, it, it's supposed to be like a shield representing, you know, or an umbrella, should I say, representing like all of our interests. No you know, doubt. from the classic comic artwork to everything else and the colors and vibe, you know, it's more of that than, you know, him being. Okay. So it's like the accessories, like the artwork, yeah, the, the, the like, comic you know. story, all these things that come. I guess that's why the bundle, which we'll talk about later on, is, is such a, a cool asset to this project. Okay. Now, I said, I guess that's why the bundle, oh, yeah, which yeah. we'll talk about, is such a, is such a um, cool asset to this project. Or, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, tell me a little bit about the title. Every hero needs a villain. Explain the significance and and why you chose to go with that title. Well, it just sounds fly. No, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> I just I don't really look at it as um you know the whole. There's a, a good side and an evil side to everybody, really. You know what I mean? And, and, and when you're making, you know, like, gritty, grimy, 
hip-hop music, you can put it in perspective with the way the industry is. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You can compare the the way, you know, a lot of the stuff you hear on the radio is and a lot of the stuff that kind of gets overlooked is. There's just there's a lot of different ways to look at it. So kind of like, I guess, the way you, you would look at the names are face. You look at the album title, and it's kind of open to interpretation. I mean, that's kind of how we, you know, we kind of like to look at it. It's not really yeah. like this... Um, this real critique on anything or a statement on anything. Sure. It's just, it's every there's hero no, needs a villain. Exactly. Yeah, like, there's, no, there's no, like, specific villain in mind. I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, if you go back to all the classic comic book heroes, they all had a classic villain. Right, right. Where it's like, you know, people like Aquaman, who never were really that big, like, who was really their villain? So it's like, you know all the standbys had somebody who was like their nemesis that, right. you know, made their whole story interesting. So in this case, that's kind of, you know. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Now, now Inspector Deck obviously couldn't make the interview tonight. He's overseas, you know, yeah. with the Wu-Tang Clan touring. So big ups to him. But I had read an interview um, where he had, I think it was with Hip Hop DX, where he had said that um, the whole Zarface character was supposed to be, initially was supposed to be like this, thought of a hero that was coming to save hip-hop, right? So with this title, Every Hero Needs a Villain, who would you say, if I had to, you know, like push the button a little bit, who would you say would be representative of the villains, uh, you know, going along with this this character that's supposed to save hip-hop? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't got to name names, you know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, we, we understand that we're in a state of affairs where... Hip hop got some some whackness going on, you know what I mean? And it's been like that for some time, but if there's this character that's supposed to save hip hop from the whack state of the game, like who who is it saving it from? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think there's you know you know the usual suspects, man. You know what I mean? Would 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 sound too cliche, but it's just like. I I can't really pinpoint any okay. particular person. I mean, throughout my career, I definitely haven't bit my tongue on a just another artist if I, if I have a problem with him. But it, it just it, it wasn't that serious in terms of you know. I think there's like all you gotta all you all you really have to do is kind of look around and listen to to whatever's on the radio, man, and you can get you know nauseated and, and right. nauseous and and. With the record that we're, that we're making, you know what I mean? It's kind of like an underdog record where, you know, uh, it's not one of those records where you have, you know, an artist comes out with his CD and he says, you know, there's something for everybody on this, you know what I mean? With, with the Zarface music, there's not something for everybody. And right, that's, right. The way we, that's the way we make it. There's something for us. There's something for Dex. There's something for me. There's something for 7L. Definitely. And, and that's how we made the record. And, you know, we had lots of success on the album, and, and you know, we made sure there was something for lots of success. We made sure he was happy with the track, and, and he dug right into it, and, and right, you know, right. blew it out the frame. And and that's kind of the direction that that we like to stay on. You know what I mean? We're not trying to appeal to to everybody with this record. We're trying to make something that you know the people that that kind of grew up on this stuff in the '90s really, you know, got it. Yearn for. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just kind of a natural natural progression man because we're all kind of students of that era and, and, and 
you know, it's after the legend from that era, so, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's organic for us, you know. Mm, no doubt, no doubt. The, the album, in terms of the skits, the production, where, where exactly, you know, and I guess this question is for you, 7L, like where, where, where did you want to take it this time with this project as far as the skits and just the, the production landscape with this new project as opposed to the, the first one? Well, I think with the first one, um, the way it worked out was I did half of it on my own and half of it. I did with uh, Todd Spadafore, who was, he's been with us actually since Dangerous Connection. Mm. Uh, no, since DC2, he had played like, uh, he's a great musician. He plays amazing bass and amazing keys. And he's working a lot of records. We actually met working on the John Cena album, so that's like a strange, oh, okay. a strange wow. connection. That's how we met. So we met working on that, and I just, you know, I got a great vibe from him. He's, like, he's, he's super cool down to earth. He knows music front and back, and... Um, we've worked together over the years. So with the first record, like I said, I done half of my own and half with him and just working with him, it kind of, you know, it brings a different musical element to it that I liked. It, it made it less, you know, your stereotypical beats and, you know, rhymes. And right, it was, right. uh, you know, so when we approach the second album, you know, I want to do the whole thing with him where it's still like, my core sound that I've had since mm-hmm, whenever. Definitely. But, you know, but it's grown. It's different. It, it brings it to another level. So that that, mm. that was really going into it, how I wanted to do it. And it's fun. it was it just made it more fun because it was, you know, um, he can take it to a place that uh, I necessarily cannot in that aspect where, I mean, you know, he can open up a soft scent and play, you mm. know, whatever the sample is that's happening and, like, bring it to another place. So that was, for the music, that was really it. I mean, starting out, we had a plan of making 50 beats and picking the best 20. Okay. And then narrowing that down to the best 13. And I think in our initial process, we just had, like, the beats were called, like, ZAR1, ZAR2, ZAR3, and we'd send that to uh, uh, Esoteric and Deck. And Mm -hmm. it just became too confusing when they're referencing, like, oh, we really like ZAR8, I like ZAR10, and... You know, the way I've done it over the years is usually the main sample that's happening in the song, that's usually what it's called, mm-hmm. for, my, for my reference, you know? Mm, okay. So, you know, so, so in doing that, we stopped that, I think, around Czar 13, <laughs> and, uh, you know, went back to the original way. And um, we just, we did the album until it sounded right. We weren't in a rush to put it out as far as just get it out and you know, right. give it something different we wanted to make sure there wasn't a song that couldn't be replaced and that right. you know like every song fits a piece of the puzzle sounds kind of cliche but it's true there's no song in that record that if i i'd want to take off like the first wow. one i can pick, the first one i could pick a few that i wasn't necessarily crazy about you know production wise that um you know if we had more time to do it or maybe there was more focus or something on my part I could have happened, but I think with this one, it's like you know, it's definitely I've never felt that I've nailed something. Wow. More and as far as you know, with the skits and stuff like that, that's actually like a lot of that goes back to esoteric or all of it, you know, mm-hmm. because he, you know, he was able to pull together all the beats and kind of string it together and kind of you know have those classic comic samples and you know right. sound bites that you know even I don't know where they're from, so. 
you know, it kind of it works that way in the sense of our personalities really come through. Right. With, with the music, you know, like on that end. I mean, he's always been great at picking samples that, mm-hmm. you know, vocal samples that are just like off the wall. And, but right, Caleb's right. music, perfectly. So, Esso, so, let me ask you, was there any organized strategy to towards how you chose the skits or how you went about, you know, layering them in, in a sequence? Well, it depends, man. It depends on, on the particular skit or soundbite. Sometimes I would find something that I really liked and write a rhyme around that where, like, at the end of um, one of the, the joint with uh, Mayhem Loren, uh, right. it ends with Deadly the, the skit. With the, yeah, with the uh, with the with the um, charging the phone uh, routine. So I had to, I I wanted to end it with that. So I kind of changed my rhyme to to complement that soundbite. You know, yeah. because I had that I had that in the stash, and I kind of just I thought it'd be a cool way, cool thing to because it's such a, a modern problem for people now that, wanting to charge they, their phone. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts too of the album too because it just fits perfectly the way he ends the rap and then that part talking about charging something i mean right the cut in i thought it was like honestly it's like one of my favorite parts of the record that surprised me because that beat had been done the cuts were done and it was you know it was like your typical rap song where it was like you know verse chorus verse chorus and i was like all right that song is done there's really nothing else that can be done to it and then once everything was together and that came in it was like it was just it was genius so dope dope so here's what i want to do guys i want to actually take a, a music break and um play that song and come back to talk to you guys. So that's the first single that was released on the Zarface, the new Zarface album, which is actually in stores on June 16th. Um, So look out for that. The first single featuring Mayhem Loren. We're going to go into it. And when we come back, we'll talk more to 7L and Esoteric of Zarface. So keep it locked. Out the Box Radio, Artist Spotlight. Be here. You're listening to Out the Box Radio, giving you quality, independent hip-hop and soul. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. You are in tune to the Artist Spotlight with producer DJ 7L and MC yep. Esoteric. Two-thirds of yeah, yeah. Zarface. Inspector Deck yep. is on the team. We couldn't have him on the line today, but nevertheless, we got the brothers holding it down, giving us some really insightful stories on how the project was put together so i'm definitely loving that i'm I'm hoping that the fans out there the true true Zarface fans out there feeling it um we just played the deadly cash track which is um features uh ma'am loren a lot of dope features on this album brothers you know like of course the first one really dope features too i mean you guys had rock marciano um, Action Bronson. Uh, who else? Who else was on the first one? I mean, there was a lot of really Ghostface, Ghostface of course, Capadonna, Vinny, Vinny, yeah, Vinny, yeah, some some real like DJ Premier, right? Premier, of course. You know, heads that's really cut from that same cloth of the the golden era sound. And I'm I'm looking at the features for this new project and. You got Large Pro, you got MF Doom, like, I mean, shit, I want to know how you got him, like, but you got, um, who else is on this? Right, Jizzle's on it, right? 
Jizza, yeah. R.A. the Rugged Man, <laughs> Method Man, of course, yeah. the Nightcrawler joint, which we'll get into a little later on. A lot of, lot of official features as well. So tell me a little bit about the features. How did you guys sort after some of these features that's on this new album? Well, I think well, with, like, with the first record, you know, we just wanted to do what felt natural or work with the music we were making. So I think we just kept the same kind of, not formula, but, you know, we kept the same mindset with this one and working on it, you know, like certain right. beats hit us like this this guy, you know, he might sound good on it. With Lodge Professor, we've had a relationship with him, you know, going back, uh, I don't know, 10 years or so where we were supposed to do a record. And, you know, he's an elusive guy. He uh, he pops up and, you know, every record, you know, we've always, we've, we've stayed in contact and I think the last couple of times around, he'd, he'd wanted to get on it, but I think this time he had reached out to Esoteric to, you know, just randomly while we were working on it. And wow. he was like, and it was just, you know, he's like, send me some shit, let's work on something. And it, it was really that simple. Yeah. You know? So I think a lot, a lot of them just came together that way where, you know, we're at a point where we want to do what feels right. We want to do what's, you know, what, what's, what's fun for us. I mean, I know it's like a, a general term, but you know, in doing the first album, that was one of the things I wanted to do. I was like, I don't want to focus on, uh, you know, what's happening, like what other people are making, what right. other people are saying. I was like, I just want to have fun and make music again. And I think that's why the first record, you know, came out the way it did. And this one is even more of that. I think we we kind of let go of all the, uh, you know, the white noise that's out there and just kind of mm-hmm. made music fun, you know? So I think with the guests, it was the same thing, you know? Right, right. There's no real... Yeah. Right. So so tell me a little bit, and you know I got to ask you this. Tell me the story about how the Doom collaboration came together because I know there's a story. <laughs> um what what how I mean, it makes sense because the album is called Every Hero Needs a Villain, so it you put two and two together, Doom being on the record is totally yeah. makes sense. But um let me know the story. What how did that come together? That that's basically um, we've. I would say that uh, Egon from Stone Throw put us in touch. Egon, with, Shout with, out uh, to Egon. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, we've we've known Egon since I don't know the late nineties. He bought us out yeah, like before. Yeah, before he was he was working for Stone Throw. He he actually brought. Uh, Mad Live and Peanut Butter Wolf out to to play at Vanderbilt University with us. Okay. Like it was it was Peanut Butter Wolf, Mad. Uh, I think it was Blue Pack and Seven yeah, Owners. Yeah. And um, you know, we went out and I think we rocked a couple shows or whatever. And Seven L and Mad Live and <laughs> uh, Wolf and Egon. They went record digging or whatever, and we just kind of kind of hit it off with, with Egon, man. And and um. We knew that he was working with Doom all the time, doing different things that uh, with his his business, and we reached out to him and made sure Doom was familiar with the project or whatever. And you know he's got a you know a good rapport with the Wu Tang guys and stuff, so it kind of came together. You right. know, a lot of you know based on how elusive he is and how many different stories you hear, and you know uh, you know all these. These things that you know it even piques your curiosity. You want to know how right, it came right. together and everything. It came, that actually came together 
more easy than any of the other other records. You know what I'm saying? For real? Yeah, you know what I mean? We we were trying to tie up some loose ends with the record, like, in the the fourth quarter, and we're sitting here looking at, like, looking at this record. I'm like, oh, wow, we already got a joint with Doom, man. Do we really have to do this? And do we really have to do that? I mean, you know, you know, um, uh, so, you know, that was, I guess the story with that is that there's really no story, you know? It wasn't like this type of thing where, where we had to put our put our mask on and, and, right, right. and have a duel with him or anything, you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, no it, doubt. Yeah. So he w- let me ask you, was uh, was Doom familiar with the first Zarface project? Um, yeah. Before he, oh, yeah. he sent you to his vocals? Yeah, without a doubt, man. We made sure of that, you know, because, um, again, we had... We had Egon working for us in that in that sense, putting us in touch with right, with right. doing getting the material to doing like that. You know what I mean? I don't know if he knew about it before Egon had reached out to him, but this was right around the time that the first album dropped. So we had the Doom thing in the cut for a long time because right. a lot of people were comparing like the sound. Right, right. To, with, with the skits, it's and like a lot stuff. of reviews. Reviews were popping up, and people were hitting right, up right. stuff like, "Yo, this kind of sounds like something you know Doom would do." It's in the vein of Doom, 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 right, Doom. Right. And so, um, you know, it just kind of made sense to make a record, you know, and, and we got it done. We got it done early, so we've been sitting on it for a long time. And, and um, yeah. So tell know. me, tell me a little bit about that track, like the the Doom track. Obviously, I was kind of expecting that you guys would have leaked it already, but. <laughs> I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm a whole I'm a whole tight, you know what I'm saying, for the album it's only a couple <laughs> more weeks. But I mean, just to give a glimpse of what the track sounds like or what the whole angle you guys were trying to go in. I I don't know if he sent you his vocals first and then you got and then you wrote around it or, you know, if it was another way around, but just give us a glimpse on what what that track, the experience of that track. Yeah, Seven L, if you want to talk about the production or whatever, but you can well, that I think that track in particular sounds it sounds nothing like anything else on the record, but not in a way where it doesn't make sense on the album. Okay. You know? Because like I said, every song kind of has its place, but they all fall in line with the sound we were trying to like have with a cohesive album. I think we grew up listening to listening to albums uh, from front to back. So I think a lot of albums now with rappers, they have like, a few songs that are the focal point, and then they just throw a couple songs together to put an album out. I think with this one, we wanted to have every song matter, and uh, in doing that, we didn't want every song to sound the same, or, you know, be carbon copies of each other. So, um, I think the people who've heard it love the Doom song the best. Mm. So, you know, so it's one of the favorites for people that have the heard favorites, it already. But you know, there's, there's, there's a few favorites out there too. Right, so, right. You know. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a surprise. I think every song is gonna surprise you in a different way. Where it's like, okay, like you know, word happened there. I think it's that's what keeps this project exciting for the three of us. Where you know, we've all we've all done our um, you know, we have our solo projects, we have our side projects. Um, like you know, like you said, Doc, right now it's touring with Wu Tang. But I think with this thing, it allows us to just completely let everything go and make records nice. that make sense to the three of us. And I think that's, that's the best way because we're not, we're not trying to fit into a certain form of anything else and trying to like, you know, 
That's what's up. That's what's you know, up. Fit, like we're not, that, that's why we're not trying to fit into a certain mold. I get it. I get it. It's it's true to the esoteric name. There we go. All right. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Indeed. So, I mean, that's what's up, man. And you spoke about Large Pro earlier. I, I have to say, Large Pro is one of the few cats that I know in, in the game that he's such a humble brother, like, you're like so down to earth. So it, it, it's great to see that, you know, you guys were able to work with him and some of the other features. So, I mean, Ari the Rugged Man, I mean, he, he goes off. You know, oh, that's yeah. another guy that, like, you you get on a record, like, you, you, you're bound to hear some lyrical prowess, so. Yeah, he came up swinging on the track, too, man. He definitely, you know, he had me, uh, he had me rewrite my rhyme, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, like, all right. After I, well, well, the thing was, was, like, um, you know, me and Deck had the joint done already, and I sent it to him, and then he came back with his, and I was like, oh, wait a sec, you know what I mean? Like, all right, I should have expected that anyway. But I just had, I kept, you know, I probably kept about half of half of the half of my birth, but I had to, you know, put in a few theatrics, you know, right, what I mean, right. just, just <laughs> and uh, we actually made that the last track on the album. That's what's up. Because uh, we, you know, we thought that, uh, you know, he put a good stamp on it at the end, you know. Yeah, and Jizza, I mean, I can't forget to mention him. I mean, like, you're talking about another lyrical genius that is featured on this album, so. I mean, what was it like working with him and, 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 and the track you guys collaborated with him? Yeah, um, well, with with Jizzleman and, and, you know, I've spoken about it with Dex several times, mm-hmm. man. Um, and, uh, you know, that's always, that's, a you know, an added bonus, man, as a, a fan of, of hip-hop in general, man. Like, when you talk to Dex, man, he's, he's going to talk to you about, you know, the different different guys in Wu-Tang and, their, you know, their nuances and, their you know, their skill sets and, you know, just, give you these little jewels man it's 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 something that you know is a real pleasure to hear him talk about man and, and you know we spoke about jizza for a while before getting him on the track and you right. know he told me he told me how jizza's going to approach the track regardless of of um you know any type of conceptual stuff and uh you know and he you know he would quote you know a few jizza verses throughout his career you know we'd go back and forth and talk about what he was going to say and you know, and, and just a delivered man, you know, and he came with a classic, classic verse, mm. like his verse, you know, just stuff that just kind of leaves you, you know, your jaw open, man. And like, right, right. You're wondering how he put these words together. And, you know, that I think that's the beauty of, of, of his rhyme style. And I, I guess a lot of things that attract me to hip hop in general, man, if you, when you listen to, to a guy rhyme and you're wondering, you know, how even doom how he puts certain words Words together, together, like, you know, and, and and Doom thinks this way and Jesus thinks this way. And then you have, you know, Method Man, a large professor that might think this way and and how these words get, how these words get put together over drums and stuff. It's just, that's what what makes lyricism such a, you know, a beautiful art and, 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 and having, you know, Jesus do what he did on this track, man, it was just, it was special, you know, and, and, it was one of these things where it, I, we think it was so special that we, you know, 7L kind of gave him his own bed of music to kind of mm. just spaz on, you know, and, um, you know, he did his thing. And, and, you know, he's the senior guy from Wu-Tang, you know, in terms yes, of age and everything. Indeed. So, you know, he gets the ultimate respect. And, and you know, um, I don't know if, if you know, 
Deck, uh, if Method Man and Jizza would have been so willing to hop on the project without Deck, you know what I mean? So we're kind right, of right. in a, a, you know, Fortunate. a really good situation there, you know what I mean? It's no like, doubt. I use that, that analogy. Yeah. Um, I know you're a, you're a New York guy, but like with the Celtics, man, like KG wouldn't come to the Celtics unless Ray Allen was coming to the Celtics. Right, you know right, what I mean? I and then when Ray Allen came, Garnett came. So when Deck came over here, Method Man came over here, you know? Yeah, it, it makes it, sense. It, it makes sense. Yeah. And what yeah. I like about this project, even it's like the first project you guys had like a, uh, some different Wu heads on it, right? Outside of yeah. Inspector Deck, you had Capadonna and Ghostface. And now you add in um, Method Man and Jizza. So it, it's nice to kind of see that each project kind of brings in a new Wu-Tang member. Hopefully the third joint has Raekwon or somebody on it. I don't know, but <laughs> it's pretty cool to right. see that. Deck is is he's he's having that kind of vibe, you know. Um, you know, and and little by little they they coming on, and it just makes sense, man. At at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, naturally, yeah. um, you know, we're very happy with the way things have developed in that sense. You know what I mean? We're getting like literally getting to work with with you know people that we you know we grew up listening to. You right. know what I mean? It, 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 and and like. I think when when Seven when L made the, the beat for Nightcrawler, man, like I don't even know whether whether it was him or Deck, it was one of them, but one of them had said Method gotta get on this joint. Word. And I was like okay. I was like I was like Method man. It was perfect. I was like, I was like yeah, I was, yeah, in my mind I'm like I'm kinda thinking like we can't get Method Man on on the on the record, man. <laughs> like he like it's just kinda out of our reach, you know what I mean? Like Whoa. But the, and, the beat and, and, sounded like him. It totally sounded yeah. like something he would he would murder. It, you know what I mean? That's what I yeah, no, it, it, it made sense to me when it was suggested. You know what I mean? And then and Dex like, boom, let's let's make that happen. And then like I think, you know, the, it was in motion. Like he sent the beat over to Method Man, and, and you know things started, you know, coming together. And, and I think Meth absolutely slaughtered it, man. I think he did the beat a lot of justice. So. You know what I thought was dope on on the first album. Uh, I think the song was called Marvel Team Up. Um, yeah. that's, that's the song with Ghostface on it, right? Or is no, that, that was no, 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 it wasn't that one. I'm sorry. It was another song. The the one that Ghostface was on. I think right before he came on, you said something like, um, "I grew up on a tape the color of Galactus." Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, yo, that was dope. Like the way he said that, and then I believe Ghostface <laughs> came on after that. Like you, did, yeah. you, you penned that, knowing that Ghostface was on the record, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. <laughs> that was dope. Definitely. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, you that. know, if if you don't know Galactus, like it probably wouldn't make sense to you. But you know, if you know. That's his color, you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes sense. Exactly. That's what I love about, like, we just did a show on our flagship talk show called Out the Box Talks. We were talking about super lyricism and, like, how how cats that really get super lyricism, they know how to make you go seek if you don't know. You know, like, you, you right. might not, like, I was just talking about how, like, Doom would, you know, Doom has a line in one of his songs where, He's talking about an episode from the Twilight Zone, and if you ain't never seen that episode, you would never know. So you lose the the, the experience um, that he's putting forth in the lyric. So I think right. it's always dope that like where hip hop isn't isn't so like cookie cutter where it's spelled out for you. Like you gotta know some stuff to really get yeah. some of these lines. And I, I and I see that you emphasize a lot of that in your in your lyrics. 
That's so sweet. Yeah, so yeah, that's important. I mean, man, it's, it's important. It's it's important to engage people that are thirsty enough to find out that type of stuff. You know what I mean? That have that that intellectual curiosity where they want to find out with it with that kind of you know they don't know they want to know you know what i mean that's why you know i think a lot of doom appeals to a lot of people you know what i mean because it, it kind of their words you know he'll flip words and ideas that kind of tickle your brain man in a way that you know you either get it immediately or you want to get it you right. know and and there are people that gravitate to other artists that you know that, that just don't you know it they don't really care what the artist is saying but if you right, listen right. to Doom, you get something from that, whether it's a piece of nostalgia or it's some wordplay or something that kind of you get some enrichment from, yeah. you know, it, and that's why he's considered a dope lyricist, you know. Right. And, yeah. You got to be willing to listen to a lot of people, you know, especially in this this age of, you know, everything being so short attention span based, like cats don't even want to give themselves the air to even listen or dissect some lyrics. That type of stuff actually excites me. So, um, yeah. you know, being able to seek things out, you know. I mean, sites like Rap Genius to me have been really good, although, you know, some of, they have some you know, some errors too, but I, I, I don't knock it because I could go to a site and be able to say, well, is that what he said? Or, you know, that's not what I heard, but if if, if, it, if it sounded like what I heard and it makes sense, then I, then I get a new understanding of, of, of what the lyric was about. So I think right. it's, it's dope when you could actually still have that, um, that excitement to want to seek, you know, lyrics out and, and get a, a better understanding of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, Marvel team up, which, which is, I just spoke about it, but that's the actual track where on the first album, I felt like you and deck had a really great chemistry. Like, you could just hear you guys trading bars back and forth. And that was really amazing for me to, to, to witness because this was the first project you guys worked on together. So I'm just curious to know with this new project, Zarface 2, um, how much has the chemistry developed um, even further with you and Deck? Uh, well, I think, you know, I think I understand more what deck wants out of me and i think deck understands more what i want out of him and i, and I think you know both this type of uh you know i'm more, a little bit more confident around him now mm-hmm. where you know on the first record i was still a little bit you know like wow you know this is you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm going you know back and forth with one of the greatest rappers of all time and and, and like in this record you know, it's like okay, we're we're like a group now. You know what I mean? And people people like the first record, and they, they you know they responded to the chemistry and everything. So I'm gonna do my thing, and Dex gonna do his thing, and I, and and that, it works naturally. You know, so I I feel like I I've, I've kind of grown into more of a comfort zone, and mm. I think Dex has too. You know what I mean? Whereas like you know, and I've spoken to Dex about this plenty of times. Like when he's making Wu Tang records he's in a certain mindset. And when he comes over to do a Zarface record, he's in a completely different mindset where he can just kind of spaz and go in a lot of different directions. Right, right. You know? and, and, and I think that, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, the stuff I like to do is, is kind of keep it, you know, uh, 
uh, going in a lot of different ways, you know, from from bar one to bar 16, you know, touch on a whole bunch of different things, man, and, and give the listener something to really chew on. And, and whether it's, you know, we're going eight and eight or 16 and 16 or back to back every four, whatever. I just, I feel like there are just times where I don't know, we bounce off each other the right way. And, it, and if there's anything that needs to be like edited or, or rearranged or whatever, you know, we'll work at it till it sounds smooth. And, and, you know, we've both actually, you know, worked on that with this right. album. I think, it, and I think it translates, you know, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, what I want to do, uh, esoteric is is take a another music break you know go into one of the tracks from the first album um let's go into marvel team up i want to go into that that's one of my favorites off the album so we're gonna go into that and play a couple music and we'll come back so keep it locked right here on out the box radio your host krill several and esoteric on the line you're listening to out the box radio giving you quality independent hip-hop and soul all right, we are back to Out the Box Radio. You are in tune to the Artist Spotlight. I'm your host, Krill. I got 7L and Esoteric on the line talking yeah. about the new Zarface album, the whole golden era, you know, influence and just the love for lyricism. Real, real good convo here with these two brothers, man. I want to talk a little bit about the exclusive bundle that you guys got going for this new project. Fill, fill us in on all the cool things people get with the bundle, like the, the extra accessories that they can buy into for this new Zarface album. Well, if you go to um, getondown.com right now, you can pre-order a uh, physical bundle that includes a CD, vinyl, that actually, well, the initial bundle had sold out, so let me back. Oh wow, it. it's going already! Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was good for actually, you guys. It sold out the first bundle with the red and uh, with the red and blue vinyl and the cassette. That actually sold out in four days. Wow. So there's that bundle included the CD, red and blue vinyl, uh, the comic book, a sticker sheet, a, uh, a cassette version of the album, and a T-shirt. Mm. And now there, you can still get a new bundle that comes with the regular clear vinyl, the um, CD, the T-shirt, and the sticker pack, but no cassette. And no not cassette. <laughs> so no the, ca- what's that? Yeah, no cassette. I said no cassette. The cassette no. is supposed to have bonus tracks, right? No, the cassette, the uh, the iTunes. I'm sorry, the iTunes version has the bonus tracks. Oh, okay. So I thought I read somewhere it was the cassette that had the bonus tracks. Maybe I. Misread. No, no, the, the iTunes has the bonus track. Okay. Tracks. That's two bonus cool. tracks. So. All right. And the, but the cassettes has the vocals to the album and the instrumental. Is yes. that correct? All right. That is correct. Wow. Now, there's a 70 plus uh, comic book, right? 70 plus page comic book. Yes. Now, Esso, is that, that's your work as I understand? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wrote the comic book, kind of drafted the storyboards for it and everything, and and, and uh, handed it off to um, this artist by the name of El, El Timo Codice, which is uh, the final code in Spanish. Uh, his name's Gilberto, but um, yeah, that's what he goes by when he when he, he's illustrating. But he drew it, and um, yeah, I told the story. 
Nice. How how long did it take you to pen this? How long did it take you to come up with this? Uh probably a couple of weeks. You know, once we um wow. we decided when we decided to uh to go ahead with a comic, which is something I always wanted to do. I mean I was making my own like small, small, small comic books of you know, since I was a little kid. Right. Um and having, you know, the opportunity to make one like this, um, was quite an exciting um opportunity. So I jumped at it and really, you know, put everything else on the side, uh on the back burner while I, you know, worked on it. And it, you know, it might have been longer than two weeks. It might have okay. been three weeks or a month or something, but um I just had uh no I I had a lot of fun with it, you know, and it's just kinda Nice. I, I, you could say I was, you know, inexperienced with making a comic, but I'm de- definitely not inexperienced with, you know, comic books. So I right. kind of uh, had that background. So right. I could always kind of fall back on that, you know, and mm-hmm. how to tell a story, I guess. Now, now give us some insight on what the story is about and how it complements the music on the album. Oh, you know, it's interesting in the fact that it, it doesn't really, it doesn't go into anything it doesn't delve into anything um on the album okay it's not it's not really centered around hip-hop it's not this type of thing where you know he's got a, a microphone that's a giant sword that's cutting off the head black <laughs> rappers or anything like that right um you know i could have done something like that i probably could have wrote that comic in like a few days you know what i mean I, and i because i i did have a few ideas like that where he's you know you know, he's playing around on an NPC that's launching missiles into a fucking wow. castle or something like that. You know, things like that. But it, I just didn't. I didn't want to really do that out the box, and I just wanted to kind of keep it separate. I, I feel okay. like having having Zarface, um, just you know, it, it it I guess it's a weird way to 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 put it. But if you if he's doing, you know, as, as Deck had stated, you know, he's a superhero safe hip-hop or whatever that's kind of a broad statement of, right of, right you know what i mean we all kind of have our own ideology with where he stands and where our face stands and things and so this this particular comic book is just one kind of blame for, for our face and it's kind right, of a right. simple story where he's fighting his arch nemesis mm. dr yorgo who kidnaps a little boy and uh wants to, to come wants to use the boy's brain to kind of take over the world and, and our face puts a stop to it and there's all all little little things in there that you can, you know, a, a hip hop head can gravitate towards. I right, guess, right, right. Some of the language is, you know, quotes from, you know, a deck lyric or one of my lyrics, or, you know, there's a, you know, some vintage polo pieces in the art that mm. that come up in the storyline, and just things like, you know, I think if you are from the same, you know, uh, musical world yeah. that we're from, you, you'll appreciate it, you know. Right, right, right. So true, true comic book heads will definitely appreciate the sto- the, the storyline and and the the um the art. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so all right, when I first heard about the Zarface, the first Zarface album, um, I had seen a video that came out not too long after, where you you were with a, a a toy creator and a guy created it's on YouTube the guy created a I forget his name but he created an action figure a Zarface yeah. action figure now you know I was kind of like okay 
they're getting ready to create an action figure. So I was hoping there might have been a limited run or, you know, some some you know, people could actually purchase this. Oh, there was? Yeah, there was. It just went. What had happened is when we put it out, um, the demand was crazy where the website had crashed for a day. Wow. And by the time it came back up, they were just they were just all gone. So there, there, there wow. was a, a limited run of the first action figure. How, yeah. how much did you guys sell? I think it was somewhere between uh, thirty-five and fifty of them. Or oh, something. Those so there was okay. So there was a lot. I, I guess I, I was mistaken. I didn't know that you got. I thought it was just two that was created because in the oh, video no. he's saying like one for one for the box and one to open up, and so I must have missed that one. Oh, oh he wow! Might have been talking about his own or something, but oh, okay. yeah, no. Nah, if you look online, there's there are pictures floating around. I think that have like. You know, so people like actually several. possess them. They have. They oh yeah, have, yeah, yeah. People, people oh, have yeah. them. Yeah, but, they but pop I, up on know, eBay here and there too. So. Wow. We've, we've posted pictures of like you know fifteen of them like all together. You know, they're, they're definitely they're out there. You know, right, right. How'd your son? I know you in the video. There's a video where so you have your son playing with the Zarface toy, and he's even doing a skit on the album. Like, how did he? Really, like, how did he take to the um to this Zarface character being a little a little kid, you know, connected to, you know, comics? Uh, yeah, he actually uh, he takes to it pretty well, and and takes to it to a point where it, it kind of um, it puts me into a this weird <laughs> corner because you know he will ask me questions even today. We're in Newberry Comics, okay, and um and. You know, we were looking at this, um, the character, the mask of Guy Fox from uh, V for Vendetta, this character, and and, and, uh, and and he looked at the mask and he was like, hey, who is that guy? And I told him, you know, the mask that represents Guy Fox. And he goes, well, what's he from? Is he from Marvel? I said, no. He goes, DC? I said, no. He goes, he's from Zarface? No. <laughs> That's no. funny. You know, because he sees the Zarface vinyl right, thing there right. in Newberry Comics. So in his mind, you know, since this store carries the Zarface record, it might carry some Zarface characters. Right, it's right, all reality right. to him. You know, it's like it's it would be outstanding to us if we had a line of action figures and masks in Newberry Comics. But in his mind, that's quite plausible. So it's just wow. it's this it's this funny thing that we have where Zarface is is a much bigger thing to him because he knows the comic books coming out and stuff, and it's like a. Zarface is on a, on a plane with Marvel and DC as far as he's concerned. You know what I mean? And wow. just, there's, there's, there's a point where he's going to realize that, like, wait a second, you know, <laughs> this, 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 this guy that, you know, my dad's a rapper, and, and you know, but uh, we're having fun with it now, you know? Is there an arch nemesis for um, Zarface? Yeah, yeah, his, his name is uh, Doc. What's yeah. his name? <laughs> His, his name's uh, Dr. Yorgo. And, Dr. Uh, oh, okay, you did mention him earlier. Okay. Wow, yeah, this is... and that, that's uh, Yorgo is uh, Greek for, for George, which is 7L's name, George. Oh, you know, okay. So. Oh, so he's, he's <laughs> taking on the persona of 7L, huh? Oh, okay. Dope, dope. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of room for this Zarface character. You know, I mean, oh yeah, me too. With, with, me with too, a lot, man. with a lot more that you guys are doing. Obviously, it's not just limited to the music, but with the comics, and I'm sure you guys have some other things up your sleeves. I'd yeah, like just, to see where where, where Zarface grows. Solo. 
uh, all the art that's inside the 70-page comic. We did a bunch of art for it. Not a bunch of art, I'm sorry. We, did, we had a show like displaying a bunch of the art that was in it. Um, so we're just, you know, we're trying to uh, explore just the different facets that go along with the project that, um, you know, is just part of the process of why we're doing this record. It's not mm-hmm. just to do a, a hip-hop album. It's to, you know, really explore these things that interest us. Right. So, and any any new action figures to complement this new project, or is this just a thing of a past? I know. There's, there's, there's uh, we're actually, we're we do. We got, yeah, we got some figures on the way, and uh, we we're, we're going to be dropping uh, some information on them. And nice. About a week and a half or so. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna launch it, launch it again, and, and see how it, see how it goes, man. Nice. I mean, we're you guys excited are doing about it. Yeah, yeah, That's we. Dope. And, and the thing is, is you know, we enjoy doing it too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it, it's it's marketing and stuff like that, but it's stuff that we love. So it's, yeah, we're we're in a good a good spot. You know what I mean? In, right, in our right. career, where we can do stuff that we want to, you know, really want to do, and you know, yeah. <laughs> I really value the experience. Although, like you said, the comic book is totally different from what you're gonna hear on the album. I think it. I think the whole idea of it being in a bundle kind of. It, it it just adds to the experience and and that's pretty dope. So, you know, Word. salute to you Thanks. guys for thinking outside the box and really um trying to add some other you know um aspects to this whole Zarface theme. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. No doubt, no doubt. So um you know in closing, you know, I, first I just want to thank you guys for being on the line and sharing the Thanks. time with Appreciate us today. It. Um, I, I wish wish you guys all the best of success with this new project. But in closing, tell us what's in what's next in store for you. You know, both of you guys. Um, even with even beyond this Zarface project, like what is what's the next step for you guys? Well, um, me, I'm kind of like um, a, a, a dog in the sense that I don't think about what's next. I just okay. act. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think the Joker made that made that quote. Uh, right. First. But um, yeah, uh, you know, I would like to see a Zarface trilogy. You know what I'm saying? So I'd mm. like to see a, a third Zarface record. Nice. Yeah, you know, yeah, and um, and see what we can do different for that record mm. and, and make that one special. Um, but right now, I mean, we, I mean, we're really in the depths. Of wrapping up the videos for this record and right. wrapping up, you know, a few minute details and just, you know, making sure this thing does as well as we want it to, you know. Mm. And and what about you, Seven? Uh, what's in store production wise and as far as where you want to take it? Uh, well, about the same. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, right now I'm focused on this, but we I have a whole other album that I had finished that was. You know, we that I had done with Todd alongside the Zarface record that we had planned on putting out at the same time, but it's it's a very different. You know, it's such a different piece that it just wouldn't make sense to go out to, to, right. to be really fine. So I wanted to let this one like live a little bit on its own, let it breathe, and then uh, you know that one. Everything everything comes in time. It'll make sense when uh, the right time is. You know, I mean, I just I always whether whether a project is in front of me or I have something in mind. I'm always working on music and I'm always DJing. So like, you know, I just kind of keep it moving that way and, you know, things happen. Things will happen. 
I'm not really like, you know, I'm not focused on jumping on the next thing yet because, you know, this album hasn't come out yet. You know? Right, right, um, definitely. This, this album hasn't done all it, all it can yet, you know. There's mm-hmm. still tours and stuff like that that are, uh, you know, are, are in the works, but, you know, we don't want to like... So there's too, definitely like, going to be room for tours with this one. Yeah, I mean, it's tough with, with deck schedule. That was the problem with the first album. Right, right. That, you know, I mean, he tours with Wu-Tang all the time, time right yeah. for his show. So, you know, with this one, I think, you know, he'd said on, you know, he had mentioned to us in the recording process that uh, everywhere he went, people were asking him when the new Zyreface was coming, wow, you know, before we, before we even, you know, had mentioned the new one was coming. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it kind of gave like light that, you know, that that should that should actually happen as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we're working on right now as far as, you know, this album is a focus, but we are uh, like, you know, like as Tarek said, we want to do a third and we also, you know, we do whatever grabs us creatively. So that that's mm-hmm. that's always been what mm-hmm. what drives us, you know. Well, I'm definitely so. looking forward to a third. But before we even get to that, like, what do you hope the impact this one is gonna have on people? Like, what do you hope it it, it does for people that listen to the album? I don't know, man. I mean, I we just, you know, we want to just have. Uh, you know, our own musical subsidiary of Marvel Comics open up and um, have, mm, <laughs> have, a, yeah. have a spearhead that and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll keep it moving that way. Maybe do the soundtrack for the next Guardians of the Galaxy hey. movie. Hey, uh, hey. You know. <laughs> shoot for the stars. <laughs> right, right, Burn right. Up. Yeah, no, this, you know, we just, you know, we just drop a dope record, man, and keep the fans happy, no you know, doubt. and, and, you know, keep ourselves happy. That's what's you know. That's all it yeah. boils down to. Word up. Well, 7L and Esoteric, I want to thank you guys for being on the line again. Um, all the best with this project. We're going to. Thank you very much. No doubt. We're, we're going to keep it locked, you know, look, looking out for the new action figure. Maybe you guys may put out another bundle, being that the first one sold out. I don't know, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm gonna keep my eye on board. Uh, is there any um, you know, just just for the people that's listening out there, you know, let them know where they can keep contacted with you or connected, whether it's your social network, website, whatever. Word. Um, I'm uh, at MCS Esoteric on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and that's uh, that's the place where you find me. And uh, I'm at DJ underscore seven L on Twitter and DJ seven L on Instagram. Um, that's where you can keep up with me right now. There you go. Me. There you go. So thank you again, brothers, man. All the best with this project. Uh, we're gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna go into some new music. I want to play this Nightcrawler track with Method Man and. We're going to just leave out with some some dope music, man. Shout out to 7L and Esoteric, my guests on tonight's Artist Spotlight, Out the Box Radio. Keep it locked till the next episode. We will be back. Until then, we out. Out the Box Radio. Peace. You're listening to Out the Box Radio, giving you quality, independent hip-hop, and soul.